Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. listeners i'd say he's still popular long after his death so what's going on how was your week well how was mine nice you'd ask pretty good pretty darn good no complaints do you want did you come here to listen to somebody complain i don't know some people kind of kind of rant and they're interesting like bill burr if you like comedy that's kind of his shtick right he's a complainer and he's funny about it gets kind of angry and he's got that freaking chapped ass red thing going where he just gets kind of lit and pissed and New Yorker just wanted to rant. I like it. It's good stuff. Um, but no, not what we're going to talk about today. If you're new, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, we talk about um, all things service marketing. Specifically, we talk about about paintless dent repair, but, but really, you could apply this, like I always say, to any service business. It's it's, I don't know, it's, it's something that's going to help you hopefully um, level up your business, you know, just, just get better at, at getting more customers, um, making more money, getting more free time. You know, to me, that those are the important things. We'll talk a little bit about um, the technical aspect. I'm going to get into a little bit on this podcast, as a matter of fact. But uh, for the most part, we're going to talk about marketing because to me, that's the glue that ma- that's the rocket fuel that makes the rocket soar. Making the rocket pretty, I mean, that rocket's going to fly, dented up or not. In other words, if your work's not on point perfect, but it's good and it satisfies customers, yeah, you should always attain and strive to be better. But at the end of the day, your true growth is not going to be directly due to how good your dents are. It's going to be wh- how good of a marketer you are. So, and I'll, and we'll talk about that. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to make a note because that's going to be a good segue from one of my other things. All right. So I just did. So first off this week we had Anatoly, which I don't know why I'm talking like an Italian, but he was a Russian guy come in and train, um, local kid, uh, Southern California, originally from Dallas, going back to Dallas, I believe. Um, I believe he was in trucking, but I, I think he said he was. Yeah, he didn't drive the truck, but he was in the trucking business. I believe, I believe. Um, nice guy, showed up on time, never late, never complained about working late. We worked late a handful of days. He got his hours in this week. Um, different than a lot of Russians I've trained. I really don't want to say how or why, but just different. Sometimes it's tough with people when, when you're talking, but they... 
it's almost like they don't either they're a know-it-all or they just want to kind of talk over you like they think they know instead of just really being open to learning not everybody just is like a sponge you know you we assume they are and that's why for new people that want to come train with us i have like a little questionnaire and i have people fill out questions and i'm really trying to kind of seek out hey are you going to be receptive to the training are you motivated are you going to tick all the right boxes or am i going to have myself you know some dead wood and I've had a few people I've already said, you know, I'm not for you. You know, I want you to go check out some other schools. Here you go. So, anywho. But yeah, Anatoly, he did reasonably good. I mean, I would call him just about average straight across the board. Struggled a little bit finding his high spots. Thought that he was watching a lot of videos. Thought that the stripes were going to make things easier. And then when I put him on stripes, he realized not, not, a, not at all. So, anyway. So be that, right? Um... Okay, so Anatoly, um, done. Going to come back for some free Saturdays, and then hopefully he'll be able to uh, take flight. He's going to go back to Dallas and push hail. That's his goal. Um, repairs this week. We had a, a, quite a few. Um, being that I trained, I had a lot of work in the evenings, worked some late nights here till like 9 o'clock at night after, after the training just to get all the work done. Um, and we had one that was absolutely, this was a 16- to 18-hour job. Probably one of the biggest slash deepest dents I've ever done. Um, and the crazy thing about it was it was not done by another car. It wasn't created by another object. It was created by another human being. And even more interesting and, and shocking to me, and maybe you'll agree, than that is this human being was pushing 80 years old, a female. She's the one that created the dent. I've got a video of it, which is crazy. I think it's from a ring camera. She shared it with me, and I, I'm allowed to post it. So we're going to do some before and after photos of the damage, and then you'll see how the damage actually occurred. I'm either going to put that up on the gram, like a short video. Um, we'll try to get up there today. Um, we're filming this on Sunday, October 8th. Otherwise, uh, it will be on YouTube. I also have to get uh, Bryce and I did a video of the interview. We're going to put that up as well. Not that there's any new you know, charts or graphics. Um, I should put some fun graphics in, which would be kind of fun to, to add to, to our interview. I had, a great, I had a great time, by the way. We'll get into that. But anyway, yeah, that RAV4, so much tension. And I did. I made a mistake. Um, you're, whenever you take on these big repairs, you're always learning. And they're like snowflakes. There's no two. They're exactly alike. What had happened was the corner of her hip pushed this thing in so deep. It was so much tension in it. It was probably eight inches deep, you know, at least six from her hip. It's like she picked the area in the center between the taillight, gas door, bottom of the quarter panel, or meets the bumper perfectly, you know. So it went as deep as it possibly could before ugh, something bad could have happened, right? And the husband's the one that drove his car into her hip, into her other car in the, in the, um, in the driveway, which is just insane. Ugh. But they were so nice when they picked it up, and she's such a sweetheart. But yeah, I made a mistake. I should have done lateral out of the gate before pushing the base of it up. I thought I was going to get the base of it up like you normally do, and then go lateral. No. When I, I literally broke down the interior of this car, and I started pushing on it with my hand with and got a lot of heat in it. I mean, this thing was almost glowing red hot all the way around outside and inside. And fire extinguisher there just in case something, you know, I mean, you never know. I mean, we're using so much heat. And 
Picture me with my back across the backside of that rab with my foot going into the quarter pound, trying to push it out with my heel, and it wouldn't move. It wouldn't move with the heel of my foot. Now, I, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I don't do 800-pound squats, but I do actually do squats almost every day. Just to keep leg tone and to stay in shape, it's good for your upper body. It's good for musculature. There's a big word that I don't even know if I used right. But working on your quads, it helps get your hormones going through your body. It's a big muscle group. There's a little, and I'm not a, I'm not a trainer. You know, I'm just, I play one on the podcast radio here. So, but my legs are okay. You know, I, I've got, I mean, I'm a, a cyclist. So yeah, I've got a little bit of power. I can put out some wattage in my legs and it wouldn't move. I should have, I, that should have tripped a light switch in my head. Unfortunately, I told you guys in this podcast many times, I'm kind of a dumb guy sometimes, a lot of times. And the light switch was probably flickering and I ignored it and I kept pushing. And it came up, but then it kind of locked up at the same time. That was a, that warning sign, and I'm sharing this with you guys for your benefit. If you push on a dent and it doesn't want to raise, immediately go take on the reason why it doesn't want to raise. This would have been lateral tension in a variety, like a, a spoke of a wheel. I would have had lateral straps going out like a fan, which is fine. And I ended up using them later in the repair to help unwad my, my oversight. But what happened was when it did that, right at the deepest point of the dent, the pain immediately split about a half inch. Immediately, because of all that tension just crunching up right in the middle. All that stretch metal, right? Just a, a big shit show of wattage. So, there's your lesson. If you get a deep, deep, big, oversized dent, and you're pushing on it, and, it, and you can tell it doesn't want to move, and this doesn't go for plastic. I'm not talking about bumper dents, because that'll happen sometimes, and you just keep adding the heat and go for it. I, I've never used ladder on a bumper. But, when it comes to metal, you've been warned. Okay? So, man, I'll tell you right now. And then we had a deep ram crease, maybe only about six inches long, but probably about a quarter inch to a half inch deep, black, I, and I like black, but I knew, I knew, I knew when I started pushing on this thing, it had a lot of tension, so I preemptively started opening it up. But I also knew because of the stretch, I knew we, it was going to be a potential candidate for an oil canner. So I ask you guys, I pose this question to you, who are dent techs listening to this podcast: Where do you stop on the quality spectrum before you get to the oil can, or do you just go balls to the wall and get out your inductor and your, your spot weld, not your inductor, your spot weld? Uh, tool and start to shock the metal and start to get some rigidity back in it. What do you do? Because eventually you're going to come to a crossroads. You're going to stretch the metal so much it's either going to oil can or it's going to be very wavy with, with big huge kind of moundy waves because of all that metal you've been pushing and tapping and pushing and tapping, which is actually creating more stretch. Or do you just leave it slightly low? <sighs> Taking a Big sip of water. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, there is no right or wrong answer. It's a judgment call, right? But I didn't... This one, I mean, it borderline was right there at the, at the oil can level. I probably had this, the groove in the paint. I was trying to push that up flat. So when you touch it up, you wouldn't see... Because they don't want to paint it. We painted some other stuff on her truck. She's just on the other... It was on the other side. She's like, on that one, just... It's black. Just throw a pinstripe with some black. We'll call it a day. Just get rid of that huge fist-sized dent. Okay, no problem. But me being, you know, 
trying to go 10 tenths and it just about started to oil can. And yes, when you sight down the side of the door, you see like a wave now, which I was trying to avoid that. I'd rather have it low with no wave. You know what I'm saying? Just like a little tiny groove in the paint. That would've been way better. So I, in my opinion, I worked it too far. Most people will be happy with it. They're not gonna see the wave I'm talking about. We had a guy come in with a Rivion, uh, the R2T, the, it's the SUV. They've got a problem in production on the front two doors, the front driver's front passenger door. Underneath the door handle, there's about a cantaloupe size low. And what it is, is according to him, talk, the customer talking to their, their resident in-house PDR tech, that there's a unit, a door handle unit, maybe like a keyless uh, module that's glued to the skin, the aluminum, and it sucks it in, which it, it looks like shit. It looks like somebody dented the car. I mean, I've had people, you know, door stamping, door handle cup stampings or gas door stampings where there's a little soft low. Hey, can you get rid of that? Sure. This is a completely different whale. And I was kind of shocked. So before we get in there and tackle this thing, I'm actually going to talk to this tech if he's available and see if he's actually been into that door if he's tried to cut the glue. And if there's any structure that holds that module besides glue to the skin. If not, that's just a shitty engineering, you know, job done by Rivian. If it has more, uh, I don't know, structure, I guess, where the, the module or whatever is glued to the, that's attached to the door and, it, and it's not going to rattle and you can release that glue, which is kind of iffy, right? Then maybe you'll get rid of that dent. If you've ever worked on a hood and you've got a dent near a cross brace and you've cut the glue and most of the dent comes up, this is kind of the idea. This is kind of what I'm thinking, but you just never know. You just never know. So anyway... Moving right along. Good customers, bad customers, customers, right? At the end of the day, they're all customers. Good, bad, otherwise. And I, I really shouldn't say bad. Just how about unpleasant? How about we didn't win the, the transaction? Okay, some are wins, some are not wins. So Tesla Model Y. Let's call the guy Gary. Okay, Gary drops it off. I don't, I don't meet with him when he drops it off. Hey, take as long as you need, a couple days, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I've got this, this bumper that needs to be repainted. This fender needs to get repaired and then a wheel arch molding. And then I said, oh, you know, you, um, you got a door ding the first time he came in. I said, we'll throw that in with these other stuff. Okay. Yeah, no worries. It's like 1100 bucks. 1100 bucks for a dent in his fender, mm, 12 by 8, body line, huge crown. It's that dark gray color, painting a corner of a bumper. New wheel arch molding and throwing a dent in. I don't know, guys. For anybody that knows pricing, that's a pretty fair shake. Most body shops would be well over that just for the bumper. Okay. And it'd be more than two or three days. So, best customer would have been patient. Take as much time as you need. Would have said, hey, I'm willing to pay a fair price. Okay, And that is a very fair price, which I think I've established. Appreciates good work. This guy was none of that. Let me just kind of go through this quickly. He questioned the price when he picked up the car. You know what? I think I've got a copy of my estimate form. Let me go out in my car and bring it in because that doesn't seem right. And I wasn't with him. Jeff was with him. I'm like, and he said, he says, the guy thinks the price is wrong. I'm like, well, what does his sheet say? Did, did we scribble out on his sheet and give him a lower price? He's like, no, it's, it's right. He's just whatever. So, and he kept calling me to to pick up the car and then groaning and moaning, ah, oh, 
I really need it by four o'clock today. I've got a an event to go to. Okay. I'll do my best, but right now, you know, we're we're quality first, speed second. You know, really third or fourth. There's other things that I would still put in front of speed. I I mean, I pride ourselves, myself, and the group here, that the team that were they were fast, were way faster than conventional operations, but two or three times called and just every time whining to the point where I was about to say, hey, you know, come pick it up. You know, we'll finish this another time. Obviously, it's, it's more important for you to get the car than for us to do our job. So, so that he kind of lied to us. Take as much as you time that with as much time as you needed. That was just some sort of cliche, you know. And then he also said that doesn't need to be perfect. I love when people do that. That's just their way of saying I'm kind of cheap, and I'm looking for a way to get a better price. Even though, yeah, I kind of actually want it perfect. I'm just trying to be kind of a. I can't think of a more creative way to, to grind you down on price. So I'm going to say that, but I'm actually lying through my freaking coffee-stained teeth. Maybe not coffee, maybe wine. Maybe I'm a smoker. I don't know. Those teeth weren't shiny. Got it? I'm painting a picture here. And a little context for the story. Collided with another Tesla on the freeway out here. Okay, they, they tried to change lanes at the same time. Bam! Oh, I know what else I'm forgetting. And we also did his wheel repair. His wheel was, was effed up. Show me a picture of the car that he hit. The wheel was so bad we had to dismount the tire because the damage went past the lip on, to the inside of the wheel. I don't know how it wasn't leaking. We've never taken a tire off to fix a wheel. I mean, it's been at least 10 years. So that tells you. So we did his, And I didn't charge him to dismount and mount the tire. This guy got so much value. So, yeah, that was on top of the lemon hire. I think the wheel was 150 But usually I would charge 40 and 40 if I had to take off and remount a tire and balance it. So, sideswipe, collision on the freeway, painted bumper, new arch, big-ass dent, free doorting, which he didn't acknowledge. And then he looks at the dent. He goes back and forth each side. He's like, and then he gets way down, like his nose is pretty much sweeping across the fender. I mean, he's that close to it. He's like, I think I see a tiny bit of texture in here. What is that? And he did. He saw a little bit of texture in the metallic, in the actual wheel, um, the fender, what do you want to call it? The body line. Byproduct of the, of the process, buddy. I couldn't, if I wanted to wet sand that, I couldn't. That's just the flop of the metallic. I'm like, yeah, there's a tiny bit of texture. And it really wasn't even texture. It was repositioned micas in the paint. See what I'm saying? Crazy, huh? So super picky. I mean, he's like, it looks really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, not, you know, I'm not trying to be picky. Everything this guy says is just, you could just take the opposite of what he says. You know, I'm actually heterosexual. Okay, well, now I'm waiting for you to ask me to go out. Let's go have a beer at the alternative bar, you know, I mean, on, 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 you know, that didn't happen, I'm just saying, you know, nothing else would have surprised me, so, not that there's anything wrong with that, let me just say that right now, for anybody out there listening, not that there's anything wrong with that, you do you, all right, so moving on, just wasn't, I mean, he paid, he wasn't like super happy, hey, thanks for the free doorting, thanks for the amazing, you know, very affordable $550 dent that should have been $1,500, you know, and all this value packed him in his car. Instead, this this is the kind of guy that, that, yeah, if he wants to come back in for any warranty work, I got him. 
Anything new? I don't got him. He's on our black. He's on our blacklist. And we do. We have a blackball list. I blacklist people because I, I just want positive people. I've been in this game too long, you know. And I just I don't see the value of dealing with people that are negative or don't not appreciative. That lady with the Rav Four. I'll post up her little review. Insane, insanely happy. And it was not a flawless repair. I told you guys the paint split. There's a little bit of texture at that deep pocket area. Even my students like, man, that that's done. I'm like, yeah, it's done. Well, there's still a little bit of little bumps right there in, the, in that little center area. You know, it was like a like a one inch by one inch area where the paint split. I'm like, yeah, shit ton of texture. There's a uh, shit ton of tension there. There's not much I could do with it. If I, we can paint it. Other than that, that's just kind of what happened. You know, if I would have gone lateral, I probably would have extinguished extinguished that that result. But he's like, okay. I mean, he's like, don't get me wrong. It looks really good. You know, I mean, everything else, it's flat. You know, it's just, but you know, that little paint thing there. And then that those little, couple little bumps. I don't know. I'm like, well, we'll see. I'm doing a real horrible Russian, by the way. I apologize. I'm not on my game today. And yeah, she came pick it up with her husband. She's like, this is amazing. So happy. And, and which I, I told her, I go, look, if, if that little paint split right there, we threw touch up on it. I go, if that, if that becomes a point of contention or it kind of rubs you the wrong way in the future, bring it back in, leave the car with me for two days. We'll throw some, we'll throw some color on it. We'll paint that. I'll paint her quarter panel. You know, it would have, it would have taken us two hours. You know, a little blend in the color, seam to seam with the clear. It's a small quarter, RAV4 quarter panels are small. And they, and they have a cutoff. You don't have to go into the rail. It's an easy quarter panel. So, eh, did not necessary. All right, so moving on. So, so we won big on the RAV4, which had some minor flaws. That's the story. And she was super happy with some slightly flawed work versus virtually perfect work at a discount for the Tesla. And the guy was kind of whiny man Jones. What do you do? It's, that's just people, right? Okay, Bryce, let's recap it. I will tell you guys this. As good as his technical skills are, I believe his marketing is better. Which says a lot because his technical skills are pretty damn humping good, right? I'll postulate this. Tree falls in the forest. No one's there. Did it fall? There's no camera. There's no drone shot. The tree's just sitting there. I don't know. Maybe it was cut down. Maybe it didn't fall. All kinds of things, right? Who knows? For sure, right? If Bryce is doing great work and he's doing wholesale and nobody gets online to comment about it and he doesn't market it, would he be as busy as he is right now, booked out weeks or months in advance? Maybe not. It's the marketing, guys. His work makes the marketing just easier, but it doesn't market for him. Almost does. I mean, he's doing retail, and, the, and if you do good work, people are going to talk. People will feel indebted to you. The RAV4 lady, 80 years old, she's like, I'm going to tell my friends. I don't know how many friends she's got. I don't even know if they drive anymore, but she feels indebted. She's going to tell me. Corey, the guy with the Tiguan, which I didn't mention, did a crap ton of dents. He had a really, really bad door ding. I'm talking like the size of an adult basketball player's shoe in two body lines. If you know those Tiguans, how their body lines are. I mean, this asshole swung this door open. Something fierce. I mean, had to kick it full, full breadth. 
into his door. I mean, shoe size dent, you know, byline, quarter inch deep. I mean, ugly. It came out 98, 99%. I was, I was pretty stoked with it. I kept going back to it. We drove around the parking lot looking for different and different, you know, uh, reflections. I was really happy with it. And I knew, and, and plus I threw in a bunch of extra dents. He's a young dad. His, he's, his business is here in the, in the, the complex. So I'm going to see this guy around a lot. I want this guy to, he was like, dude, I, I didn't expect it to look this good. He's like, I'm going to be referring to you guys a grip of business. And we got work trucks with our paving company, blah, 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 blah. Felt in debt to me. Even though he gave me $800 for the work, he felt like he didn't pay me enough. That's the kind of work we need to do, right? That they feel like no matter what the price is, the lady with the RAV4, I charged her $1,100 because I felt pity. I was just shocked that this 80-year-old lady almost got her hip broken. You know, I should have charged three grand easily for that quarter panel, but it's a RAV4, you know, and she's almost 80. Fixed income, I, I mean, 1100 bucks. I mean, oh, God. I did a lot. What's the what's the overarching message here? I did a lot of jobs this week too cheap. But yeah, going back to Bryce, his origin story. If you heard the podcast about the business card and the puddle deal, I didn't know it. I haven't listened to a lot of his other podcasts. Full disclosure with other people, he's told it before. It's pretty cool. If you caught it, you'll get a, a little laugh. It's kind of it's kind of ironic. It's almost kind of beyond ironic. It's like almost like I don't know, almost like like meant to be kind of stuff, you know. He almost wasn't going to be a PDR tech. The dude's humble. The dude's calm is freaking a lake in the morning. You know, no wind. Just glassy lake. He's just so calm and serene. He's purposeful. He has intent. The guy is just like, he should be, we should have a, we should have a, what do you call it? A, um, a union for, for the PDR industry. And he should be our spokesperson. The guy is just so American apple pie clean. You know, just a great face for the industry. He really is. And he's strategic. The dude's smart. He knows his business. But even after all those great attributes, what really kind of kind of lit, lit a candle in my heart was he shared his trials and tribulations. The dude put his heart out on the table. A lot of guys, their ego, you know, especially with the success he's achieved and he continues to do so, wouldn't be so humble and open open about their their personal you know uh being i guess i don't know for lack of a better phrase you know i mean he talked about his failures he talked about the emotional the doubts most guys would have would have hid that away in a closet no i'm not i'm totally confident now of course he's not gonna tell a customer that but he's telling us his text that's pretty cool i don't know i mean he's, the porsche one he did dent he did on that gt3 rs for like almost 12 g's 12 grand you know he, he was hemming and hawing about doing that for almost a week it's like i don't know if i want to do that and he did and it turned out great of course he bryce is a human being doing superhuman work and i and i he shared the secret everybody's looking for secrets the secret is he puts an exceptional amount of time in on these repairs more than most people will do and that's fueled by caring. I, I truly believe that. Maybe he has another agenda. I don't know. From what I gathered, he just seemed to flat out care. Cared about the work. Cared about himself. Cared about the customer. All that. 
pretty impressive. Like I said, if you haven't caught the, the podcast, check it out. Comparatively, what can I what can I learn from it? I'm not as calm by a long shot. I won't usually put the time in, not like that. To bring it, you know, between 95 and 99. I'm usually 95, 96, and I start to step off. If I've got the time, like that Tiguan, I wasn't, I was probably 90. And I kept walking around, I'm like, man, it's gotta be better. It's gotta be better. I don't want this guy to see any little flickers with buildings around the the complex here, you know, or in the future. You know, I do care. I will I will tell you that. It's just sometimes logistically, I just don't have the time. And I and I haven't put the time, I haven't scheduled the time in to have the time to do a lot of these jobs to that level. Sometimes I will, but it's it's tough. All right, so last thing, I'm going to give you guys a little gift for tuning into this podcast. Anybody wants to do hail, hands in the air, and you're new, or maybe you're not, but you want you want some tips. Here it is. I went over this with Anatoly the other day, and I just kind of printed it out again. This is the mini hail repair playbook, the 101 playbook, okay? Now, I'm going to assume you have the skills and the equipment to perform hail. So I'm not going to talk an iota about blending hammers, lights, special whale tails, or all the accessories and doodads and the jicama jobs that you need to perform hail at, at a good, strong level. That's on you. This is stri- strictly about getting work and just kind of running the operation just a little bit. We're gonna. This is a hit and quit it. We're going to do a nosedive, pick up some water in the lake, and then go douse it over the fire, and then we're out of here. All right, here we go. So, number one, you have to be able to locate a good storm and that, and this is I mean there's so many things that are important but this is this is integral it's a key key touch point you've got I mean storm reports drive it you know SPC storm prediction center uh, NOAA or hail trace in whatever you use know it use it tweak it and then verify it and that means on site you know, we used to call to confirm as best we could over the phone with people and try to get all the, you know, the fact finding, but there's nothing, nothing beats driving. And the most successful dudes I know in this industry, when they've, they've extinguished all their pre-checklist about a good viable storm center, they will drive it and then they'll confirm it. So number one, determine that there's been hail, go through all the, the demographics, logistics, and then go drive it. Okay, that's huge. Now, I will give you guys a shortcut that I use. I basically will say, I'll ask people, hey, has there, did your windshield crack? Did you have any windshield glass damage? That is not a guarantee that the hail is going to be repairable or it's, it's in that kind of sweet spot, that sweet zone. But it's a good precursor to find out what's going on. Oh, yeah, my windshield got blasted. Everybody's glasses torched. Matter of fact, it broke it out, and then it rained and flooded the inside of my car. But I still want it fixed. Ooh, okay. Hold, hold the line. <laughs> Click. You know? It, it's a good, good precursor to find out the, the scope of the damage. Is the, did your windshield get cracked or otherwise, right? Worse. So you've determined, you found the location. You've driven it. Now, location, location, location. Just like any business. You need a good location. 
If you want to make your marketing stupid simple where you don't need to do a bunch of canvassing and flyering and online BS, just pick a dynamite location. Dent Masters, these guys, and there's a bunch of different Dent Masters, but these guys are, I think, out of Tennessee, maybe? The two buddies, and then the dad showed them how to do it. I, I know their names, but it's just, I'm drawing a blank. I, I tripped across these guys a couple storms, and then I realized, man, these guys know their shit. I mean, they've got a blueprint, and the dad helped the son, and then the son got another buddy, and they became partners, and they kind of divvied up the work so they can run multiple storm sites. These guys are 5 to $15 million every year. Gross, gross amount of money, and gross profit. Yes, gross. But nonetheless, they, high margins, if you knew how they ran it, which I've talked about them. It's in the podcast archives. Feel free to dig. But anyway, pick a good location. I won't get into what makes up a good location. You need to figure that out, but I'm telling you right now, you get a good location, people will come to you. You don't need to do shit. They're just going to start knocking on your door right there. Hey, I need my hail fixed. Fix it, goddammit. All right. I did mention flyering. It does work. It pisses people off. It's illegal in most places. It's going to be more of a headache than it's worth, but it is a viable marketing channel. Canvassing, probably the number one go-to that people use. It works. Canvassing is a fancy word for, I don't even think it's fancy. It means door-to-door sales. You could do B2B, B2C. You can go to homes or businesses in the area. Um, a, a quick little pro tip here, and this is worth the, the price of admission for this podcast which was free, by the way. Um, Study roofers. Roofers, their gross profits, not their net, but their grosses are often way higher than than ours. They can get $20,000 to $30,000 to do a roof, and they know hail marking. You could hook your front bumper with a chain on the back of a a roofer's car and just have them tow you around town. You'll get all the business you need. Oh, why don't I just partner up with a roofer? Exactly. Why don't you? Okay, so study roofers, they got hail marketing down. That's that's a pro pro tip. You're welcome. Uh, miscellaneous stuff, if you're going to get into the hail game, you're going to be getting parts, so you better have the ability to order parts. You, you're going to need to wash and detail the car, so have somebody, you're, hopefully you're not going to do it. Have somebody lined up that's going to do it that charges a reasonable amount of money and they're reliable. Not easy to do when you're traveling. I've been to certain areas where we just, a bunch of derelicts. We finally just had to go to the local car wash because the mobile guys absolutely were ass. Um, estimating, yeah, you need to know how to estimate. Somebody's going to have to do it for you if you can't do it. And you're going to have to know how to work with insurance. Do supplements and all that. How to get paid. You, na- you, you name it. So that's it. That's the mini playbook on Hale 101. How to get the work and kind of how to run your operation very loosely, very quick. I told you it was a touch and go. And now we got to go. So 34 minutes in. Sunday, October 8th. Have you guys have a great, great week. We have a new student, by the way, coming in. This kid flew out of this family all the way from Maine. I appreciate them and the family for doing that. Um, He'll be starting tomorrow morning, fresh and early, young kid. Um, He's already got work set up. He's stoked and ready to go. I love it. He'll be here for six straight days. I'm going to grind the shit out of this kid. And hopefully he's going to go home with a good uh, set of... of, um, of base skills to build off of. And then he, I think he's got some buy shop connections, maybe some dealer stuff. And uh, I was telling him I had a buddy, rest in peace, Greg Holt, but I had a buddy that used to work up in Maine near Bangor, I think. And uh, and he worked out in the snow. And he taught me that one of the smartest things to ever do was to get um, Velcro put around your tap down your hammer. And when you're done tapping, put it right to your hammer. Otherwise, if you drop it into the snow, then you're trying to dig it out. I mean, imagine that. What a mess. 
you're working your freezing weather, the metal's not moving right, you gotta keep warming up the, sh the, the sheet metal and the paint so it doesn't wanna crack. So I don't think this kid's gonna be working outside, hopefully not, but you just never know, it's Maine, you know, but, but uh, super nice family, I was, I was fortunate enough to meet them, they stopped in early this week, hopefully they had some time to go to the beach and enjoy the, the sights and, and, and sounds and smells of SoCal, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting this young man set up proper starting tomorrow morning. So there it is. So that's it, guys. Have yourself a fantastic week. Love you all. Appreciate the ears. And any comments or whatever, that you know they're always welcome. I appreciate it. I've, I've been getting more and more people that are just kind of hitting me up and talking about. I had a lot of input about the Bryce uh, podcast. Thank you. I appreciate the, the kind words. And uh, any criticisms, too. I don't mind it. I had a guy tell me that he didn't think I knew what I was doing and, and on, on, on. And, and he'd come on the podcast and make things right. You know, hey, I appreciate that. I really do. You know, good, bad, or otherwise, man. I, I like chatter. I like input. So thank you very much. 949-302-3464. You can text me. You can message me on Instagram at Dentco PDR. Um, you know, smoke signals. I'm, I'm part Cherokee, so I'll, I'll be able to read signals up in the sky. Whatever you got, I'm here for you. So anyway, love you guys. Have a great week. And we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.